Yahweh reigns. He is clothed with majesty. Yahweh is armed with strength. The world also is established. It can't be moved. Your throne is established from long ago. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up. Yahweh, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Above the voices of many waters, the mighty breakers of the sea, Yahweh on high is mighty. Your statutes stand firm. Holiness adorns your house. Yahweh forevermore. Psalm 93. Welcome back to From Hevel to Eternity, my Bible study podcast. I'm Brian, and today we're going to switch it up a little bit. One of the primary reasons that I started the podcast was to equip people to study the Bible on their own to read God's amazing true word for themselves and then be transformed by it. I often get asked, what is my process for breaking down and studying the passages that I highlight on the podcast? Today we're going to pull the curtain back some. We're going to take a relatively short, relatively unknown passage, Psalm 93, and we're going to work through it using an abbreviated approach to the one that I generally take when I unbox a psalm. It should be a relatively short episode because, and here's the kicker, I'm going to work through some of the steps that I take to study the psalm, but I'm not going to unpack all of the answers. I'm going to leave that as a challenge to you, the reader. Listen to this episode, and then sometime this week, read through Psalm 93. It's only five verses. And then try to unpack it using some of the study tips that I'll share today. You can even listen to the episode while you're studying and just pause it whenever you want to work through the questions. This can also be done together as a couple or as a small group. Don't worry, you don't need a massive study library or any knowledge of Hebrew to go through the steps that I'm going to lay out. I pray that this episode equips us to study passages of scripture more deeply. So first things first, what to begin with? Well, if you're planning on studying through a passage of scripture, you need a copy of that scripture. For anybody who's grown up in the church, that might sound obvious and easy, but if you're not familiar with everything, then it can be daunting. So, if you have a favorite paper Bible, that's awesome. If not, you can download a Bible app on your smartphone, and once you're there, you can check out different translations to find a faithful one that you like. I usually have both a physical Bible copy of one of my favorite translations, and which in front of me right now is the ESV translation. And then I also have the YouVersion Bible app up on my phone. Open it to a different translation than the one of your paper Bible. So for me today, ESV is my paper Bible, the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, is the translation I have on my phone. If you are a visual learner and you really want to study, then I recommend you also print out a double-spaced copy of the psalm. Psalm 93 is only five verses, so it should fit on one page with no problems. You don't have to do the printout, and I don't do it for every passage, but every once in a while it's a super helpful tool. I encourage you to try it out at least once. Remember to double space it so that you can write in the gaps. Before you read through the full psalm, look for any indicators about who the writer of the psalm is. A lot of times you can see a little inscription that says something helpful, like a psalm of David during the time of Absalom's rebellion. If you can find something to help give you a person and a context, that's usually a pretty good place to start. 
For this psalm, however, that's not really a thing. There are no indicators. So, I'll give some context by saying that Psalm 93 is the start of a collection of eight different psalms, 93 to 100, that are normally identified as royal psalms. Psalms 93 to 100 celebrate who God is as a creator and a king, our God who always was and always will be. This specific psalm starts with Yahweh reigns and it ends with Yahweh forevermore. If you have a printout, then I might recommend that you highlight or you underline those two phrases just as reminders to yourself about what brackets this psalm. As we read through the psalm again here in a minute, remember the context, a celebration of God our King and our Creator. Past, present, and future, Yahweh reigns, Yahweh forevermore. So we've asked the question, who is speaking, and we don't really know. But when we asked about the context of the passage, we know that it is part of a collection of psalms aimed at glorifying God and celebrating his kingship over all creation. Now, remembering that context, read through the psalm twice, once in your preferred translation, and then once in another translation. If you're reading this with someone else, I recommend having one person read one translation and the other read the second. I'll read the ESV translation first. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Now I'll read the CSB translation of that same psalm just to see the differences. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed, enveloped in strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne has been established from the beginning. You are from eternity. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. Greater than the roar of a huge torrent, the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is majestic. Lord, your testimonies are completely reliable. Holiness adorns your house for all the days to come. Now, did you notice any differences in words or phrases that jump out at you? Maybe between the two that I read or maybe between the two that you're reading. If so, then maybe mark those words or phrases on your printout to come back to later. The Book of Psalms is a collection of individual psalms. These are meant to be both sung and prayed. So Psalm 93 is a song and a prayer. It is a prayer, but is it a prayer for something or about something? Reading through it, it doesn't seem like the writer is praying for something. It's not a prayer for deliverance or a lament psalm or a prayer for guidance. It's more a prayer about something. What would you describe as being prayed about? I would definitely note that it's a prayer about God and how amazing he is, how sovereign he is, to use a churchy word. As a constant reminder to me in the future, I'd write that part in my Bible near the start of the psalm, 
something like a prayer to remind me of how amazing and sovereign my God is. So the author is unknown. The context is celebration. The prayer is definitely aimed upwards about who God is. Now the subjective analysis. How does just reading through the psalm make you feel? Prayers in general, and definitely prayers in the Bible, carry emotions with them. What emotions is the author displaying in their communication with God? As you analyze passages, don't get so caught up in the intellectual and historical that you miss the emotion behind some of the passages too. We need to have a balance as we read the Bible. Our relationship with God is not all just about the heart devoid of the mind, and it's not about the mind divorced from the heart. We are called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. How can this psalm's description of God aid in that calling? Alrighty, now that we've read through it a couple times and asked some of the upfront questions, I'm going to jump into some of the weeds type analysis. The entire psalm revolves around the first two words, Yahweh reigns, or the Lord reigns, or the Lord is king, depending on your translation. That statement is the funnel through which the rest of the psalm goes through. Another thing to note in the psalm is the repetition that's used. The Lord's name is repeated five times in just five verses. Majesty is repeated, lifted up is repeated, floods and waves are repeated. And because I like to be reminded of the scope of what the psalmist is saying about the Lord, I'm going to highlight all the places where a timeline is referenced. Maybe you want to highlight it in your copy, or just talk through what you think that might mean. Verse 1 says, the world is also established. Verse 2 says, Your throne is established from long ago. You are from everlasting. The CSB says that the Lord is from eternity. The CSB also says in verse 5, Your testimonies are completely reliable. Holiness adorns your house for all the days to come. As Adeyemo notes, God is no recently established king. His throne was established long ago, and he himself is from eternity. Revelations 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. As we dive a little deeper into our analysis, let's look at some of those words that maybe got translated differently across the different translations. In verse 1, that last part, it seems different across a couple of different translations. It's subtle, but there is a difference. The World English Bible says the world also is established, it can't be moved. The ESV ends, it shall never be moved. The CSB says it cannot be shaken. The NIV says it's firm and secure. The word moved or shaken in Hebrew, it can mean to be moved or shaken but also for a thing to decay or slip or break down. So here we're hearing this statement that because of who the Lord is, the world is secure. It cannot be moved or shaken or slip or decay outside of what God sovereignly ordains it to do. In verse 2, we get that the Lord and the throne that he sits on, they're from everlasting or from eternity. Or I love the NLT translation here, from time immemorial. So God reigns. The world can't move outside of his will, and his reign has been an everlasting reign, and it will exist for eternity. 
Then we get verses 3 and 4. The floods have lifted up Yahweh. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. Above the voices of many waters, the mighty breakers of the sea, Yahweh on high is mighty. These verses paint a picture of a roaring sea, of raging waves. Really, it's a picture of turmoil and chaos. But in the midst of these, we see the Lord God rising above them. Have you ever heard someone say, rise above the noise? Well, we have a God who, in his majesty, rises above the noise. Throughout scripture, raging seas and tumultuous waters, they also represent the outside pressing in on God's people. Adeyemo says that the psalmist is reminding us that no matter how powerful the assault of nations are, the Lord is still more powerful. He will bring their power to nothing. So while we might feel like we're drowning in chaos and turmoil, we need to listen to the words of this psalm. Our God is able and our God is sovereign. Our God reigns. How might that apply to whatever's going on in your life right now? Your statutes stand firm. Holiness adorns your house, Yahweh, forevermore. Psalm 93, verse 5. The last verse of the psalm, it kind of takes a different image. It goes past the world and the wind and the waves images, and it goes past what the last verse said. Here we get the statutes or testimonies or decrees or royal laws, depending on your translation. But we get the testimonies of the Lord standing firm. That he is holy and that not only does he reign, he will reign forevermore. God is holy and is unchanging in that nature. So his word is also firm and unchanging. His word endures through time and it doesn't need a change. We're not going to get a Bible 2.0 because God found bugs in his original code. That's not going to happen. The CSB says, Lord, your testimonies are completely reliable. I'll close our little mini Bible study episode with a quote from Alec Ma'ir regarding this psalm. What should we see? Psalm 93 replies, we should see a God of unimpaired sovereign rule, far, far superior in power to any, every, and all forces on earth. The breakers pounding us may seem invincible, but Yahweh on high is mightier. Close out your Bible study by meditating and talking through that truth. Thanks for listening. Unless otherwise noted, the Bible verses are from the World English Bible Translation, which is in the public domain. I also used a bunch of verses from the English Standard Version, which is a copyright of 2001 by Crossway, a publishing ministry of Good News Publishers. And also some verses from the Christian Standard Bible, copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers. Until next time, I love y'all.